This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. The Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. God had a place to meet mankind face to face, and it was in Christ. God met us in Christ. Amen. The God and man, the two that could never be brought together, were made united in Christ. God united himself to mankind in Christ. There's no other way to access God except in Christ. It's in Christ. Buddha couldn't do it. You can't meditate your way to it. You can't reincarnate your way to it. It's only in Christ. I didn't write the book. I didn't say it. God said it. It's in Christ. Somebody say in Christ. Everything that pertains to a life of godliness, the way that we partake of God's divine nature, only is in Christ. There's no other way. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Here's what Paul said. He said, you got to get the revelation of what happened. He said, listen, don't miss this. It takes a spirit of revelation to break off of your life the limiting belief systems that have been built up in your life that hold you bondage to identity crisis. You've got to have revelation. You've got to have truth. Without truth, you'll stay bound. Truth is the freeing thing. Truth is the liberating thing. That's what John 8, 32 is all about. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you don't know and understand the truth, you cannot be free. Mm. Ooh, Jesus. Mm. All kinds of stuff get built up in us. The things that your parents said that were either positive or negative. Come on, amen. Sometimes we're told things that weren't really true about us. And we started believing them. And sometimes you just need to get the revelation that you really can't sing. Hmm? Just because mama said it for 20 years, don't make it true. Oh, baby, you got a beautiful voice. Stop lying to that baby. Hmm? Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen? It takes a spirit of revelation to break that over your life. Amen? If you can't sing, go get a job at Home Depot and talk about Jesus. It's okay. It doesn't mean that God's not going to use you. It's all right. Hmm? But don't we do that? Oh, you're going to be the President of the United States. Stop lying. Mm, I ain't got no help. I mean, for most of us, we have to get a revelation to shut off all the negative environment that's been built up in our life and put on us. All the things that we've been told we could never do or we would never achieve or we could never become or the places that we could never go. 
We've got to get a spirit of revelation. If you don't get a revelation from the spirit of God, of who you are in Christ, then you're going to live your whole life feeling inadequate. You'll live your whole life feeling insecure. You'll live your whole life being rejected. And you'll think to yourself, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. I really don't have what it takes. And I'll never measure up. And that will become part of your belief system. Because you will let other people intimidate you. Hmm? Listen to me this morning. You can do more than you ever thought you could do. Amen. That's God's word. Because it's Christ that lives in you that makes it possible. Hmm? But if I don't ever get a revelation of who Christ is and who I am in Him, then I can spend my whole life living in insecurity. Always worried about what somebody else thinks. Hmm? How many know what makes it hard for people to operate in the team ministry is that two of them spend a lot of time competing or they're afraid somebody's going to come in and take their place. Or somebody's going to come in and do it better. I mean, that's one of the biggest struggles in ministry today. People are always afraid somebody's going to take their spot. Amen? Is it okay if I just preach a little bit? Can we be real? Can we, get, can we just be real in the house of God? <laughs> Listen, I've been in churches... Where it's the same person every week that sings the same special song. You know? They, it's the only person that's allowed to do the special. And, and then all of a sudden, God will send somebody else in the church that can sing a little bit better. And the person that was singing the special, all of a sudden, go, they're coming to take my song spot. That's my calling. Or they make it really hard on the person when they come in. Or they get real jealous over the, man, look at that. Already up there on the platform singing. Ain't even been here a month. Come on. Insecurity. Rather than saying God's adding to who we are and God's building our church and God's bringing in some talented people, all of a sudden what happens? My insecurities begin to rise up. And, and I go, you know what? Well, if she can sing that good, they probably just don't need me anymore. I guess I'll just sit on the back. Bro, God's not going to use me. Hmm? I've been in some places and preached where people, they are the designated interpreter of tongues. I mean, the Spirit's moving and they're the same, same person every week. Thus saith the Lord God Almighty. Huh? Woo! Oh yeah, that's another one I heard a lot. My little children, 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 children. Somebody give a message in tongues. Everybody's waiting on sister so-and-so to give the interpretation. Everyone's looking at the one eye. She going to interpret that or what? The Bible says we got to have an interpretation. If she don't interpret it, we're out of order. What is she thinking? What is she doing? <laughs> Not in this church. We live our lives in insecurities and, and we feel inadequate. And, and I can't do that and I'll never do that. Hmm? Maybe somebody comes along and does it better. And because they do it better, we just don't like them. We start getting to grow. We look for fault. Well, they can't be godly. Look at those shoes they're wearing. Hmm? Look how they're dressed. Pastor thinks they got some kind of an anointing on their life. How could they be anointed with that shirt? Huh? I've heard all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> Woo! Why is he on the board? Why is she receiving the offering? Why are they doing the announcement? Pastor used to ask me to do the announcements. Now they got somebody else doing the announcements. Hmm? Insecurities. 
And listen, if you've got a spirit of competition on the inside of you, and listen, every one of us, we've fought this before. We've all been involved in some kind of a spirit of competition. If you haven't, then you need to get your head checked. Because we're human. Amen? But if you're dealing with a spirit of competition in church, every time somebody gets a new car, your initial response is, is wow, how do they afford that? They must really think they're somebody now. They got a new car. I guess I better go buy me a new car so everybody thinks that I got just as much money as they do. Insecurity. If you've got a spirit of competition, God is obligated to bring somebody in your life that you cannot compete with. Because he's going to burn it out of you. And he's going to put somebody in your life that's going to challenge you. And rub you the wrong way. And sandpaper you. And burn you. And iron sharpens iron. Come on somebody. This is the word. God is obligated to put that person in your life. Amen. I guarantee you if you're a Saul who believes they got to be head and shoulders over everybody else in the crowd. And you're the one that's anointed to wear the garment. The anointed garment of God. And you're the one that's been appointed for the throne. And you're the one that's been called to do this and called to do that. Trust me, God's got a little shepherd boy somewhere out in the pasture raising up to put some things in life, to expose some things in your life. Hmm? Oh, Jesus. Getting awfully quiet in here. Hmm? God's obligated to look out in the pasture land for somebody to, be, to compete with you. Because he wants to break that spirit of pride in your life. That's an identity crisis that will ruin you. God wants us wholly and completely dependent on him. Amen? And he'll just, God will just do that to teach you something about yourself. I mean, it's good to learn about yourself. Hello, Bob Tarbus again. We will get back to today's message with Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about some exciting ways that you can support the Revealing Truth radio show. As many of you know, there are substantial costs to producing, editing, and airing a broadcast program. So in an effort to offset some of these costs, we are looking for radio partners that have a desire to see this program continue every day at 11.30 a.m. Our goal is to raise the monthly support needed to keep this message on the air. Maybe you can commit to $5 per month, maybe $20, or even $100 per month. You may just want to make a one-time gift for any amount, or you may want to have underwriting spots on the program. I ask that you pray and seek the Lord for what you can do. If you hear the call from the Lord to partner with us, Please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Again, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Thank you so much for whatever you can do to keep us on the air. And now, let's get back to this timely message with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. Yeah, sometimes self-help, Holy Spirit self-help is good. Oh, Jesus, help us. Hmm? Why? Because i got to recognize who I am in Jesus. Not just who I am in the church, not just who I am at work, but who I am in Jesus. And if I ever get a spirit of wisdom and revelation about that, then all of a sudden all that baggage, all that junk, all that insecurity begins to fall off of my life. And I can truly begin to walk in real freedom and liberty. Amen? Hmm? 
Ladies and gentlemen, I believe the spirit of revelation and wisdom flows in this house, in our church. I really do. I believe that with all my heart. And I believe that when we tune in and we sit under the anointing here week after week after week, that God is bringing us into deeper places of liberty, deeper places of freedom, because wisdom and revelation is flowing. But we've got to embrace it. Otherwise, we stay in identity crisis. You know what happens a lot of times? We sit out in the pew and we judge it rather than embrace it. Because we don't like the delivery, or we don't like the person delivering it, or we don't want anybody to think anything bad about us. So we judge it, and we never change, and we walk out those doors every Sunday with a judgment in our heart about what was said, rather than letting the Word do its work in our heart. And it causes an identity crisis. Those people that do that, never, never, you mark my words, and you'll see it throughout the history of the church. There's 2,000 years of history for the church to back up what I'm saying. Those people never fulfill the call of God on their life. They sit their whole life in an identity crisis. We've got to be willing to embrace what God has for us. Amen? Number two, I have to properly position myself to avoid identity crisis I have to properly position myself to avoid identity crisis Romans 5 17 says this for if by one man's offense death reigned through the one much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ now watch this here's what he said he said, one man's failure, one man's influence affected every man. One man's mess up affected all of mankind. And then, one man comes along who's very obedient, and it affected every man. Hmm? The Bible is very simple, ladies and gentlemen. It's about two men. It's about Adam, and it's about Jesus. It's about two natures. It's about the nature of mankind and the nature of God. It's not complicated stuff. That's why, I want you, that's why I challenge you to come out on Wednesday night for the Bible study. Because we're digging into this stuff on Wednesday. We're in Romans, the middle of Romans 6 somewhere right now. But it's important that we understand what our nature is. And what God's nature is. Amen? I mean, in theological terms, there's a word that, that's used called the federal head. Everybody say the federal head. It's the originator. It's the original. It's the, it's the original truth. It's the original installment. It's, 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 it, it, it's the federal head. It's, it's where everything comes from. The original. All truth is based on the federal head. God is the federal head of creation. All truth is based on God. All morality is based on God. He's the federal head. Come on, amen. Everybody in this room, I don't care what language you speak, what color your skin is, where you're from, what nation you're from, where you grew up, I don't care... Any, whatever it is about you that is different from everybody else, you are a descendant of Adam. We are all descendants of Adam. Adam was the federal head of mankind. Hmm? Come on, amen. Nobody got here that didn't come through Adam. If you're here today and you didn't come through Adam, we need to see some ID. Okay? Everybody came through the federal head, Adam. God created Adam, and created Adam, and he became the federal head or the originator of all mankind. And now here's the issue. When you build a prototype or you build a master copy of anything, whatever is true of the master copy, whatever is true of the prototype, will be true in every other piece that is made after it. 
Whatever starts in the federal head is passed down to every descendant. Amen? For example, when we make a copy of this message, we take the original message, Michael cleans it up, he puts it in a DVD tower, a CD tower, and he'll burn 10 copies. They'll all, if there's this glitch on the original copy, there'll be a glitch on every other copy. If I say something that's out of whack on the original and Michael doesn't edit it out, it'll be on all the other CDs. They'll be made in exactly the same way it is when Michael sticks it in the machine. And whatever is on the master will end up on the copy. Now watch this. The Bible teaches that we are in Adam. I am the seed of man. Now hold on, because women don't carry seed. We all know that. Women provide a womb for the seed. Right? We all agree with that, right? Man carries seed. That's why this whole story is very important, because Eve was deceived. She was deceived by the servant. Adam was not deceived. Come on, say that with me. Adam was not deceived. Amen? Eve was taken advantage of by the enemy, and Eve was manipulated, but Adam wasn't deceived. Adam knew exactly what he was doing, so he didn't stumble into failure. He willfully disobeyed God and rebelled against God what God told him to do. There's a difference. Eve was deceived. Adam was disobedient. Hmm? Come on, somebody. So as the federal head, or the originator of all mankind, at that moment, the master copy, the original Adam, became defective. So then from every person coming from the seed of Adam, coming from that master copy, would have the same defects in them. You're defective. Well, that just goes against every self-help thing you've ever read, doesn't it? But if you come from Adam, you're defective. Some of y'all sitting next to somebody this morning and go, I know that's right. Hmm? Oh, Jesus. How many know in Adam we learned to hide in shame? That was in Adam. In Adam, I learned how to be afraid. I learned what fear was. In Adam, I learned how to become self-conscious. I learned how to be selfish. I learned how to become aware of myself. Hmm? Remember when God came to Adam after the fall and God said to him, Adam, why are you hiding? Why are you hiding from me, Adam? And Adam said, well, I heard you coming and I was afraid. I was afraid. And God said, what were you afraid of? He said, I was afraid of you. Now think about that for a moment. Just let that sink in. What were you afraid of? I was afraid of you, God. Can you imagine God saying to Adam, Adam, who taught you to be afraid of me? Where did you learn how to be afraid of me? There ain't nobody in the garden but me, you, Eve, and the serpent. Where did you learn how to be afraid of me? Come on, talk to me, somebody. How did you pick that up? Why did Adam become self-conscious? Because the day that he rebelled against God... He became no longer aware of God. He became aware of himself. He shifted from a God awareness to a self awareness. And that thing runs rapid in us today. Hmm? We're always looking out for number one. Even when we want to be givers, even when we want to lay our life down for other people, we struggle with this thing for self preservation, don't we? Hmm? Come on, somebody. Amen. He became aware of himself, so he went 
and he hid. He became aware of his shame and he tried to cover up his nakedness with some fig leaves. Hmm? Hmm. Think about this. He lived in the garden with God. For all we know, it could have been five million years before they ever ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I've heard people teach, well, maybe it happened the first week. We don't know that. He had to have time to name all the animals. That took a while. I mean, I imagine he was kind of confused when it came to things like the platypus. That took a while. I mean, you just don't come up with that name. Hmm? For all we know, he was walking around in the garden with God, fellowshipping with God for five million years before the fall of man. We actually don't have recorded time till after the fall of man. We know God created the heaven and the earth in seven days, but after the seven days, Adam could have been a million years old before time actually started. I mean, in Adam, we learned how to play hide and go seek. Huh? We learn how to do things and live wrong and be selfish and hold our hands up in church and go, praise the Lord. God is so good. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And then not act that way on Tuesday and Wednesday. Hmm? They see you in Walmart. Somebody say, hey, sister so-and-so. Oh, how you doing? Praise the Lord. They just got through chewing out the checkout lady. Over 13 cents. Hmm? I ain't making this stuff up. This happens. Adam taught us to hide from God. He, he taught us to be self-conscious. He taught us to have the eye syndrome. I don't speak good. I don't look right. I'm too skinny. I'm too fat. I ain't got enough hair. I got too much hair. I, don't, I can't do it right. I can't talk. I'm white. I'm black. I'm brown. I'm human. That's what Adam taught us. Come on. That's nothing more than just being self-conscious, isn't it? I'm just aware of all the stuff about me. Adam taught us that. We were never self-aware until Adam taught us that. That was in Adam. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981, and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Women's Fellowship meets the first Saturday of every month for a wonderful time of fellowship, prayer, worship, and sharing. This interdenominational meeting is attended by ladies representing 30 different churches. Come join us for a wonderful breakfast every first Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. 
in the Truth Church Cafe located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Again, located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Please call ahead and RSVP at 772-464-7012. And that number again is 772-464-7012. Golden Rule Academy K-12 Private Christian School. As parents, you want to make the best choice to empower your child to succeed. At Golden Rule Academy, we have the same goal. Let us help you educate and inspire your children to dream big. We offer accelerated curriculum, reasonable class sizes, caring and involved instructors, as well as art, music, physical ed, tutoring, and extracurricular music lessons, and of course, sports programs including high school football. Our mission is to build confidence and to teach a love for learning. Golden Rule Academy is now enrolling for the 2012-2013 school year. Space is limited and scholarships are available for qualifying students. You can reach our office at 772-464-1597. That number again is 772-464-1597. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org. folks tune in every saturday 
at 11 a.m. for the Relive Lifestyles program. I'm David Leeds. Hear from people throughout the country who have achieved tremendous control of their health and finances through the balanced nutritional products being offered by Relive International Worldwide. Tune in every Saturday at 11 a.m. on WCNO for the Lifestyles program. More information is available at 1-888-871-8734.